Hey Star Wars fans, welcome to another episode of the Jedi Council Podcast. It's good to be back behind the microphone. I'm your host, Alex. It's a bit of a smaller session today. Uh, for those of you that probably listened to the last show, you had Justin and Dave giving their wrap-up thoughts to the Book of Boba Fett. A few of the council members at the time couldn't make it. Uh, some of them can't make it today, but I'm not alone because that would be a really, really bad show. I've I am with it. Well, you're bound to say that, mate, because you're biased. And those wonderful tones are, of course, Mr. Contrary himself as the clerk. Say hello, Ali. Hi, Dave. Mera. <laughs> Justin. Yeah. Yeah. Where are you? Honourable mentions to the rest of the council members that can't make it at the moment. Um, but yeah, so we are gathered here today to celebrate the... Ma- no, 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 that was a few weeks ago for you. Uh, <laughs> no, we are here... Month. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah, months, yeah, it was December, crikey. Um, we are here to catch up on everything and anything Star Wars. We're going to give a two pennies worth from a Boba Fett, book of Boba Fett perspective. Won't go into the details the way Dave and Justin did, mainly around the fact that it finished about a month ago and neither of us can remember what happened. Uh, <laughs> fair? That might tell you something in itself. Um, I did prefer the Mandalorian 2.5 season, to be fair. Um, but again, we'll get into that in a minute. Um, we will also have a quick um conversation around the obi-wan kenobi trailer that dropped um and also mr contrary recently visited the west coast of america popped into galaxy's edge west so we're going to get a couple of thoughts from him on that not to mention i also ventured to galaxy's edge east uh in florida where i built my own lightsaber so i'm sure we'll at, talk the about that well. at the same time uh yeah in fact it probably much was a couple of hours difference, obviously, um, but nevertheless, yeah. Literally had a drink in the airport. Oh. And then you went to the West Coast. Oh, I thought you meant we visited Galaxy's Edge at the same time. <laughs> oh, no, did visit it. Well, yeah, I can't guarantee to the minute, but the same week. Yeah, very close. But no, that's right. We, we met at Heathrow Airport. Um, our flight was 20 minutes before yours. You were yeah. flying to LAX. We were flying to Orlando. But... Um, you only got to your destination less than an hour after I did, which is very odd considering it's another 2,000 miles or so. But anyway, enough about geography. Uh, West we are Coast missing out. Best Coast. <laughs> oh, you're going down that way. If you ask Justin, he might agree with you. If you speak to Mera, maybe not. Who knows? Oh, that's a good point. We should bring that conversation to the, uh, to the, to the forum at a later date. But anyway, Book of Boba Fett. Um, what do you think, mate? Okay, so it's really weird, right? If I was to say Book of Bubba Fett, I would say it's a terrible series because it doesn't do what it's supposed to do. But as a Star Wars story, I really enjoyed it. I think, like, there were some weird parts to it and some weird character decisions in it. But I was able, particularly for, as you called it, Mandalorian 2.5, from that moment on... I was able to just go with it in a way that I've not been able to in a long time and really, really enjoyed that, really enjoyed that arc. But when you kind of think what it looked like it was setting up in the first episodes and what it delivered at the end. Very different. It was not good. Like, like it was not good. It wasn't Book of Boba Fett. It wasn't. It wasn't. It was yeah. a slight bit of Book of Boba Fett, Mandalorian 2.5, in my view. I. No, I, I, yeah, I mean, like, and the listeners will know, we obviously did a bit of a breakdown for episodes 
one and two, three, four, and then we didn't do anything from five, six, and seven, which arguably was a bad idea because well, five that was six did. Good episodes. The other guys did, didn't they? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Justin and Dave did as a bit of a wrap up, but we never did the breakdown episode by episode as a collective. But to your point, I think the episodes where we saw the Mandalorian in there were better. I don't know if that's because he's a better character. I mean, I'm a massive Boba Fett fan prior to this well, show. I, Putting it out there, I, I um, think I think it's very clear that they gave the Mandalorian in the Mandalorian series all the good storylines from the map that a Mandalorian could have. But you know, if if you if you just simply swapped out Mandalorian and put Boba Fett in those storylines, would it be any different? Well, that's an interesting one because the journey uh, he goes on, he becomes a nice guy. Yeah, yeah. Same yeah. as Mando. I mean, that's, that's... Mando at the beginning, you know, he's shooting everything up and he's like, oh, it's Baby Yoda, I'm a good guy. It's like, you, it, I honestly think, yeah. I, I, I think I might have said this on the last podcast, I honestly think they had that film, they had a plot, they then Disney plused it and gave Mando the best storyline that was supposed to be Boba Fett's, and then you kind of get left with this sort of huge fan reaction. They give him his own series and then they go, what do we actually do with him? And they give him a character arc, but they don't quite flesh it out. You kind of see him tripping with lizards up his nose. And then kind of the next thing, he's sort of leading about 10 people into what he called a war. Yeah. Yeah. The the in that, the, the, the only payoff I can think of, so I didn't, I didn't not enjoy it, right? I didn't no, I think did. it was poor. No, I I enjoyed the ride. The the one thing that will always stand out for me that I got in this show was him riding a rancor. I I literally threw my arms up in the air and cheered when I saw do that. Do you not think now? Do you not think well, though that it was so foreshadowed? Oh, that, that you kind of lost a little bit of the sort of... You yeah. knew what was going to happen. See, the one thing that I think they did right in that respect is, yes, it was foreshadowed. We got introduced to the Rancor. But where it then deviated to the Mando, I, I, I didn't forget about the Rancor, but I just... Uh, it wasn't top of mind, if you want to call it that. So when it happened, I was like, oh, okay, yes, that makes complete sense. Uh, so that was a bit of a payoff for me. Um but what is going to be interesting is what happens next. So we know this Mando season three. We don't know if Boba Fett is in that. He's knocking about, so maybe he will be. Who knows? You see, the way... theories as well. That's that what... was long rumoured. That's been rumoured for a while. I don't know if it's been green lit. But if he does get a second series, then what? Are we going to get Boba Fett, who's this daimyo, drug lord, blah, 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 who doesn't actually like drugs? Um, or is he going to hand over to Cobb Vanth and say, you run it, see you later. Yeah, he doesn't like drugs either because we saw him kick over a box of spice. Yeah. So well, that's where I thought it ended. I mean, we sh- I, there were bits to talk about the way they got there, but I thought the way it ended was <laughs> odd because, you know, if there's one thing people kind of perhaps didn't love about original Star Wars was prophecy stuff. And all of a sudden we're yeah. back on prophecy territory of the person that will ride the... What's it called? Help me out here. Uh, in the holiday special. 
Yeah, the or the, oh, the, the, the beast or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. Top of my head anyway. Yeah. He will rule or she will rule Mandalore. And then Mandalore. you've just got him being like, oh, I'm on my ankle. It's like, yeah. okay, this is where we're going, is it? I, I don't want to be a daimyo, but I like leading and I'm suddenly a good yeah. guy. <laughs> yeah. I See, the, the weird thing is about that, right? If we jump to the end, the way that Shenik Fan brutally takes out everyone else. Yep. He's he's happy for her to go and do that. Yep. But he still wants to be the good guy. It's like, well, pick a lane. Yeah. I don't think you can be both. No. And if you try to be both, you're going to foul because it contradicts the other, yeah. basically. Yeah. Yet, that scene where Fennec Shan went to town, Yeah. I thought, great. Like, the 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 hanging of the Ithorian. I was like, whoa, didn't expect that. Right, I've seen people get shot, stabbed, cut their arms off with a lightsaber and all that good stuff. But the way that she brutally just took them all out, yeah. again, where does that leave us in the next series? Because yeah. if he's leading a war or whatever, the the, the thingy guys are going to come back, surely. Um, yeah. And you're like, well, so is it then going to be introducing... Kira and oh, what are they called? Crimson Dawn. Thank you very much. Is it going to be them? Because, you know, the Pikes are part of the syndicate. Is it going to be them? Is it going to be the wider group? What do we do? It's a really weird kind of story. That's what I mean about kind of when you focus on the Mandalorian F, uh, like parts of it. And also, I feel like we should we can't do this without talking about Luke Skywalker and and a certain other character who, who made a surprise appearance and then was sort of killed off which was a bit weird in my view you know if you're going to bring I know it's only like mainly for the animated people but if you're going to bring him in and say he's like this kind of guy and then kill him off so quickly it's a bit like you're telling me this is a guy who has survived Jedi Wars takes out Jedi for fun in in the Clone Wars and out of nowhere it's like uh... It, I felt like he was a bit of a sacrificial device in some ways. Because like when he turns up, you're like, oh! And then, of course, the, the usual thing yeah. happens where he kills someone who then it turns out is not dead, which is, of course, the Star Wars way that no one ever dies. Um, oh, let's get a little while for something else, but yes. Yeah, I, the, the, the return of Bane delighted me because I loved him in Clone Wars. Um, and... I'm glad that he didn't, because obviously there was the, see, the 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 episode where him and Boba Fett, back in the day, go at it, which is obviously the rumoured how Boba Fett gets his dent in his helmet because he took the blaster bolt from Cad Bane, and obviously you kill Cad Bane, blah, blah, blah. Whereas obviously now he has. But to your point, I do think he was the catalyst to make Boba Fett realise he doesn't want to do that anymore. So oh. that was a good thing. Well, yes and no, though, because also in that kind of dialogue, which was really interesting, he's like, you don't know yeah. him, he's a cold killer. He kind of insinuates that he was more involved with the Empire than perhaps even we had thought no. before. Uh, we yeah, knew he was obviously involved, but we kind of thought as a bounty hunter. But he the way he was kind of insinuated was like, yeah. you know, he's done some more stuff here. And yeah. then, like, the character you get does not reflect the dialogue it's just weird and I get the point that he's supposed to have gone through well a near yeah and I get you know he's had a near death experience and he's forgotten 
experience by the sounds of it. Yeah. And yeah. then, you know, but, oh, and then he's obviously lost yeah. his, the tribe. It's just, I don't know. It's just, it just, it didn't, that story for me, with the mods and everything, when you look at it in yeah. its total, it's a not much of a story, if I'm honest with you. Yeah, it's and a I bit... don't really care about it. But when the Mandalorian so, stuff was involved, I'm like, yes! Yeah. <laughs> Which is weird. It's, it's funny you say that. No, I agree. And in, so, like, as, as you, as you know, and most Star Wars fans know, the EU has, is kind of revered as being this wonderful thing that it was. And to be fair, a lot of the EU, and, you know, Dave will agree with us, there was a lot of the EU that's very, very good. Simultaneously, as a lot of EU, it is very, very bad. That doesn't get really spoken about a lot. Whereas this episode, these, this, this book of Boba Fett reminds me of the EU, is that it's generally average with moments of good and moments of absolute awfulness. So it's like the EU personified on the screen to a certain extent. Yeah. And we all know there are certain books in the EU that were much better than others. And this this book, if you, as, it, as it is, is definitely a better version of some, but it's worse than others. So it kind of is on par from a Star Wars Star Wars storytelling perspective. But to your point, it, it, it got there in a weird way. And the fact that the two best episodes, arguably, two of the best episodes, Boba Fett wasn't actually in them. No, not at all. And, you know, there's the irony in that, that the reason why everybody loved Boba Fett was because of his mystique. The fact that he wasn't always in it. He came in, did a job and buggered off. In this one, <laughs> he came in, he did a job, not very well. Wasn't it for two episodes that were great and then left? Well, not left, but you know what I mean. Yeah. So there is a there is a there is an irony in that. Um, and let's just talk about Luke Skywalker very quickly, if we could. Um, at the Again, at the end of Mando, Luke popping up, getting Grogu brilliant absolutely fantastic great star wars i've got beef with what happened with him and grogu so we know can we get there in a second though like go on then. okay so first of all i never thought in a million years when disney took over that we would ever get an episode like that like that amount of luke skywalker in his prime I, oh, yeah, yeah, I so. never, and I, and I, now I call you the Disney Defender a lot, but I want to give an absolute shout out to Dave Filoni. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say that. I would say the fact that Disney have the resources to be able to pull that off in a way that most companies couldn't. And be able yeah. to back Mark Hamill to, you know, he's credited in it and stuff. To be, I yeah, know, yeah, yeah. But, but to be able to do that, first of all, it's an incredibly, brave decision after the sequel trilogy to bring back Luke and bring back what I think a lot of fans would say would be our Luke as opposed that to version of Luke, as opposed yeah. to the Luke that we got in the sequel trilogy. I think that was very brave and I think that's they deserve that. a lot of credit for that. That's I, I, different. Yeah, and because so the Luke I, we I know, got there is so different to the last Jedi. But anyway, carry on. Sorry, I've interrupted you. I, I mean there was like I feel like for a lot of a lot of the sort of when we talk about EU and stuff like that, um, a lot of it, you know, passes over me because I wasn't reading that stuff right. Yeah. But because I watched the Clone Wars and like the idea of of Ahsoka and Luke having that kind of connection, right, and being able to talk about Anakin and Darth Vader because obviously they're having the conversation. That like we never seen, you know, you just kind of. 
and it's it's not yeah. fan service because a lot of fans don't know that much about Soka because they didn't watch the Clone Wars, right? A lot of them that yeah. watch the live action, but it is meaningful in a lot of yeah. ways, and it, it kind of it kind of it kind of makes the sequel trilogy even worse in some ways. But 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 it for what it is for that contained moment. It was awesome, and like when Luke came back the first time, I cried out of happiness, right? Because it was Luke Skywalker. This was like, okay, so what happened next? And next. you see him quoting Yoda, and you think, kind of, I don't know why. I just, I just, obviously he would do that, but you kind of think, I don't know why it didn't occur to me he would do it that way to Grogu. Do you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Like I know, yeah, you're yeah gonna, no. And and that and, and kind of I thought it was really I don't know is it onion it's different Star Wars when it involves the characters we grew up with done well yeah and you're, it's funny you say that about quoting Yoda to Grogu it makes perfect sense when he does it but to your point beforehand you're a bit like okay oh no now I get it and. The fact that it is Grogu, same species as Yoda, et cetera, et cetera, there's obviously that meaning to it. And to your point, the conversation between Luke and Ahsoka where she turns around and says, there's so much, you're so much like your father or worse to that effect. I was like, oh, you, you, you're killing me now. Um, I mean, there were bits of it which you kind of think are a little bit off, which we're probably going to get to when you're talking about the decision making and stuff, right? There, so I'm not saying it was perfect, right? But And there's little things like, you know, where he raised all the kind of like lizards or frogs up. To yeah, be like Grogu, yeah. you know, you think you're a Jedi. Look, why could it, you know? Yeah. When he talks about the way that, that he seems to be interpreting Jedi, which is not kind of how I thought he was at the end of the original trilogy, which is a very sort of straight up continuation of what we'd seen in the prequels. Um, you know, it's it's kind well, of like get... spawn, a bit weird, but but I love it. it. And. If he's got these Jedi texts that obviously he does have in The Last Jedi, if but he's, he's reading them, them... I always thought he found them on that planet. On a... Well, again, it's not been explained, right? So right. he must have learnings and teachings somewhere, or even through the Force, whether that's speaking to Yoda, whether that's speaking to everyone through the Force Ghost, etc., etc., whatever that may be. But then again, you start thinking, well... And again, this is my, my mind going off on what. If they're appearing to him, surely the other ones are going to be appearing to Ahsoka. Well, this is this is quite a problem when Anakin's appeared to Luke at the yeah. end of the original yeah. trilogy. And, and the reworking of that version of Anakin as well. Because if it had been left as the original Anakin that played him in Return of Jedi, whose name of the gentleman I can't remember... If they'd have left it as him, you start thinking, all right, because yeah. if that appeared to Ahsoka, she wouldn't know who it was. Yeah. Because well, that version of Anakin is very different to the one that she left him as. And you start to go down a weird kind of thought path and that sort of stuff as well, because you're like, are you are you making Anakin at the peak of his powers, the Hayden Christensen version, the Clone War version, right? And yet when Luke comes back, He's yeah. an old man who's not. Yeah. But oh, do you know what I mean? It's oh, it's very inconsistent. <laughs> that stuff. It's very. 
it's a little bit touchy because if the, the understood logic of why George Lucas changed it was because he reappears the last time he was a proper Jedi. Yes. Which I get. But then after everything else has come out about how you learn to become a force ghost, you start thinking, well, he's not done any of that stuff. So, (laughs) you know, but again, to your point, we're going down a fault track here that can take us off in many different tangents and it's deviating away from the Mandalorian 2.5. So back to Luke. Can I talk about my beef? Go on. I think I know what it is, but go on. So we know that he gave Grogu that decision. And we know that he basically then put, put him in an X-Wing and delivered him through UPS <laughs> on the X-Wing to send him back because Grogu left. For me, the reason why I have beef, and rightly or wrongly, I think it diminishes the decision that Grogu made at the end of Mandalorian Season 2. Yeah. I, uh, I, per- I, no, I agree with you. I, I, I do think there is a problem with Luke giving a sort of sift decision of talking that type of absolutes and then executing it i mean that's hugely problematic on lots of levels sort of jedi i'm following jedi you know this is how it is and then it's like well there is only one choice and then the whole and you know this can't can't be used for weapons and then the mandalorian uses there is a lot of problems with that there is a lot and i do agree with you is it the first out of character Luke thing which takes him down the route? Did they do it to protect Ben Solo being the first one that he trained? You know, there are questions around that. Do I think we've seen the last uh, of Luke? No, I don't. I no, don't. I don't either. So uh, I think there's still stuff to come on that, but it's just I know why they did it. Well, I do as well. And, and I, yeah, and I know you call me the Disney Defender, but that's ridiculous. The, the reason why they've done it is because you can't have Mando without Grogu because they know that it sells. All right, we'll we'll get on to parks later, but um, we've kind of had chats in the past about why is Marvel outperforming yeah. Star Wars. I can tell you unequivocally in Disneyland on the West Coast, the most merchandise was clearly the Mandalorian. I yeah. hardly saw anything Marvel compared yeah. to the Mandalorian, and it wasn't just Grogu. It was a lot of Grogu, but it was a lot of just Mandalorian merch and Star Wars, but it yeah. was all Mandalorian. Yeah. There was some original yeah. like stuff because OT, they yeah. do like, yeah. yeah. But I was quite surprised in a nice way, just how big it was. And when you saw that, you were just like, this is the, this is the cash cow for Disney. They're not gonna, which is a shame because I think story wise, yeah. the correct decision was Mando goes on his own for a series or two. And they're reunited. He does some training with Luke. Stuff happens. Use yeah. your imagination. Yeah. They filled in too much for me in that, you know, like I said, yeah. I enjoyed the Ahsoka moment, but the fact she's there, the fact, did Luke get trained by Ahsoka? We said about the training, like, yeah, did yeah. she pass on some stuff? Like, I mean, I don't know. Um, it's just a bit, no, I, I, yeah. I like, I just feel like, you know, I had lots of criticisms about the Mandalorian series too. Um, the one I didn't have was the end of the Grogu arc, which lasted well, a couple of days. Last, it, didn't, it didn't even last nothing. Yeah, I mean, we don't know the time period between Grogu leaving to returning. That's not been defined, but you have to imagine it's a period of time. I mean, it takes a long time to build a spaceship the way he reconfigured it. So it's got to be 
a while, but we just don't know how long. But nevertheless, it's not long enough for me. If you're going to make it impactful with his return, do it at a point where it's meaningful rather than just because he doesn't want to be with Luke anymore. Um, for me, that was just a weak cop-out. But I do know why. The whole series, like being like, he needs to be with his own people. And like, you know, he's crying, I want to be, he does the big force moment that we've never seen before on that planet. Luke comes in, it's like, oh yeah, this is what I want. And the first, it diminishes what happens. It's weak. It's weak. And, but to your point though, mate, it is because, to your point, when you walk around Disney World in Florida, most of the Star Wars stuff is Mando. There's the odd bit of sequel trilogy stuff, surprisingly. Not much. Um, but if you... Uh, I think you've mentioned for little kids. Little Rays. Yeah. Your man of little girls are, you little see Ray. walking around pretending to be Ray. It, yeah, it's inspirational to a certain extent. But when you look at it holistically, to your point, Marvel... Because Marvel's got its own issues in Florida based on the fact that Universal have the, the, the rights, but that's a different conversation. Um, but to your point, hardly anything Loki, hardly anything WandaVision, hardly anything Nothing. Falcon and Winter Soldier. Nothing. Hardly anything... What was the other one that finished? Hawkeye. You couldn't even You're get right. Marvel Spirit jerseys. They don't exist. Yeah. Well, they do in Florida, funnily enough. There's, but only in the Marvel shop. I only saw them in the Marvel shop in Disney Springs. I didn't see them in the parks. They weren't, yeah, I, they weren't in the parks. I don't think they were allowed in the parks in Florida because of the, the contractual issues that they have with Universal down the road. Um, but in Disney Springs, in the Marvel shop, we saw two spirit jerseys. I, again, it, it might just be technicalities of time of year that we go, but nevertheless, Marvel isn't as big product-wise. Well, but, but it is different in the West Coast as well because they have a Marvel... They have a Marvel theme, and they literally had a warehouse equivalently to Marvel. Yeah. And there was no, everything was available, t-shirts, everything. Not spirit jerseys, none of the big stuff, and no one was wearing it. Yeah. And like, it was was really interesting for me, that kind of, oh, okay. Yeah. All right. This is, this is not what I expected. Yeah. Yeah. And, and. But then I mean, again, I mean, there wasn't exactly much Star Wars merch in terms of like that sort of stuff even to us that wasn't there two years ago. Yeah, no, right, again, that's last time we went. Yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly that. Um, but we're getting into the theme park conversation. Let's yes. park that for a um, Back to Grogu. Yeah, it, I, I think that it's definitely diminished what happened at the end of season two. But again, where does that take season three? Is it just going to be Mando and Grogu go and take over Mandalore? It's like. Who knows? And what's going to happen with the, the Darksaber? Yeah, and like they did leave some little breadcrumbs out there about Moff Gideon not being killed, so he's going to break yeah. out. And that we need to, that cloning storyline is obviously still. Oh, that needs to carry on. And yeah. that's got and to keep going on. And then. Both Arm being out there as well when this is any other. So we know that she's in Series 3. So, yeah. you know, you have to start thinking it's going to get to some point of going back to Mandalore, whatever that looks like. Um, and with the leaked set pictures of the red helmets, um, you start thinking, is that going to be Crimson Dawn owed to Darth Maul with the red? I can't remember if I had horns or anything like that. Mm. But nevertheless, that's still going to be something. <sighs> Who knows? Um, but nevertheless, it does set it up for season three to be quite. Strange, but and we're not actually getting that till December either. 
No. I don't think. No, we're not. Yeah. But there's a lot. I know, I know we're getting Kenobi, and we'll get to Andor. That. And we're getting Andor. So you, we ha- we are getting some Star Wars stuff, but that's a big old gap. That, that's... <laughs> yeah, that's not been confirmed. That is, it's latter half of 21, but they're uh, 22, but they've not just said when, because that's been pushed back. I think it was originally going to be like June, but they've pushed it back to the second half of the year. I mean, doesn't I mean they do have a content problem on Disney Plus that so they don't have enough of it, so they they kind of spread it out a lot more than say a Netflix, yeah, um, which is absolutely fine. But I, it's, uh, I still haven't seen a really good version of Star Wars in the new era. Like, that's been live action, but all the way through. Uh, well, again, from a certain point of view, right? I thoroughly enjoyed Rogue One. I know you didn't. No. I, I thought Rogue One... Lots of people do. Lots of people do. It's a superb Star Wars film. Solo's very good as well. Um, but, again, it just depends on... I mean, and the other... I love The Force Awakens. I think The Force Awakens is a good film. On its own. <laughs> Ignore the fact that it's a remake of A New Hope. Um... I really enjoy it, and every time I watch it, I do enjoy it. But again, it's horses for courses. Yeah, I, yeah, there's never going to do that, but you know, uh, I, yeah. I think yeah. the decision they make with Han Solo in that film is enough to destroy that film in many ways because it sets up all the bad stuff afterwards. <sighs> yeah, yeah. No, because the let's, second, let's not open yeah, that second you can of worms. Yeah, yeah, then um, there's no return, and then he returns, and anyway. Oh yeah, yeah, a uh, false it's ghost of Han Solo. Weird, it just gets open <laughs> at that moment, you know. Like anyway, um, yes. Can I be? Are we, well, okay. Actually, before we jump in, no, no. Is, do you know what? It's related to that. Let's let's not talk about the train. Wait, someone can think. But yeah, I am. I was super surprised when it dropped. Um, because I'll tell you what. I'll tell you another discussion. Actually, you you might have a different view on this one. Yeah, but on. the lack of Star Wars on the Super Bowl again. What? Every year I feel like I say this, but like every other major film or something, even Marvel with Doctor Strange had Star Wars. And like, I think, because I was there, I was there. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was looking on Twitter and everyone's like, where's Star Wars? It, it is odd the way they do these trailer launches for Star Wars and Disney Plus, not around. Yeah. You know, because like before, you, you would get it like a D twenty three, or you'd get it like a celebration, and like those things haven't really happened. And like, but, but Disney are doing it for other franchises on the big stage, yeah. and they're not. And I, I don't, I don't really get it to be honest. So it's because it's not a film. They were doing a lot of Disney Plus because this year the only one I did was Doctor Strange. And that's a movie. No, but they were doing like Disney Plus snippets as well throughout. Oh, okay. You know, they're kind of all the kind oh, of. And like you'd think, you'd think yeah. like yeah. Kenobi is the biggest Star it's Wars thing to yeah. happen in the last few years. Yeah, 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 and and the fact that it's Hugh McGregor more importantly. Yeah, yeah. So. So Temple, yeah. It's a bit weird the advertising around it. If I'm honest with you, it is a bit odd to me, but. Not, I know you didn't want to talk about that, but it just, I just—I think it's important because, like, it's—I yeah, yeah. don't really get it. I don't get it. I, I don't get it. Um, yeah, I mean, we can we can hypothesize as to why. I mean, is it they just want to drop it 
when there's nothing else out, so he gets all the attention. Like when it dropped the other day, no, everybody kind of knew something was coming. There was an article in Entertainment Weekly about it. There were some pictures, and everyone was like, oh, yeah, we're finally getting something. And then they just dropped it in the middle of the day. But there's been loads of rumours of it coming out for weeks before and it not happening. And, like, things that were happening after it. Like, if you go on Disney+, Plus, there's, like, a section which is coming up and you click on it and you get all the trailers. And there was nothing for Kenobi. It was, like, a complete outlier apart from that. Two, that the one that they drew, yeah, which was like two, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's, but a, it's like, a weird, yeah, it's a weird. It's it's just a, it's just because I bring it up because one of our things like Dave voices are oh, solo didn't work because of marketing and that. There are just still lots of things with Star Wars where I'm like, it's it's still one of your big products. It, it just is. Oh yeah, from hotels to everything, it, it is right. It's not quite treated with the love and care I would expect. Yeah, to be having after it's, everything that we've been through with Star Wars in since 2015. Yeah, it's no, it's funny you say that because like when you step back to Book of Boba Fett, yeah, that the hype around that was obviously from the the post credit scene, what's coming next, etc. So that kind of built the hype a little bit. It's awesome, but. It, even, yeah, yeah, well, 100%. Didn't work anyway. But then, when you think of the marketing that followed, there was obviously a trailer, but there was barely anything. Then, all of a sudden, I remember going onto the Adidas website, and Adidas did a collaboration for the book of Boba Fett. And I'm like, I, I, the only reason why I knew that is because I stumbled upon their website. Yeah. And I haven't seen anybody wearing it. But, well, even, well, thinking, to go, go back to our theme park topic, where we were talking about yeah. Mandalorian, People weren't wearing that much Book of Boba Fett stuff. There was some, like, backpacks and stuff. Yeah, but it was yeah. not like the Mandalorian. It was an obvious yeah. sort of Star Wars Mandalorian. Now. <laughs> there was more Boba Fett in the OT mindset of Boba Fett than there was yes. Book of Boba Fett, Boba Fett. Does that make sense? No, so no. I, I saw people with Boba Fett from, like, the OT T-shirts, jumpers, the hoodie... Book of Boba Fett, Boba Fett. Yeah, the odd bit here and there. No. Yeah, and, the odd and, bit and here and it. And it was on the shelves. There was some stuff on the oh, shelves. It, was, yeah. it wasn't selling. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. Odd. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, when I went to, I think it's Tatooine Traders, which is the shop after you do Star Tours, there was like a whole wall of Book yeah. of Boba Fett. And I, yeah. I mean, I looked at it and I'm like, it's pretty cool. I didn't want to buy any of it. Whereas if I'd have seen a Boba Fett t-shirt that was OT themed, I might have gone, oh, actually, but I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, Maybe it's because of the paint job. I don't like the paint job on the armor. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but it's it's a mind and it's a theme that's kind of, to your point, I mean, if you notice it as well, it says it all, right? Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely, and that's, that, I just want to, because it's, yeah, there's been a lot of um, discussion recently about, is Star Wars basically the Mandalorian right now? And I don't agree yeah. with that, right? But I do think from a commercial point of view, there is something in that at the moment, like, yeah. uh, which is a bit yeah. odd. And, and the kind of... Frustrating as well. You, you know how even in the book of Boba Fett, they go to their almost like security blanket and they're like, yeah, but what do people really want to see? They really yeah. want to see Mandalorian and Grogu. So we'll yeah. smash that in for a few episodes which makes no sense, doesn't add to the Book of Boba Fett, doesn't do anything to it. Um, and okay. the reason 
to go back to it, it's just like it's kind of like are they just hoping that you and McGregor being Obi Wan Kenobi is enough to sell this? And it might well be right. It might well be, but like I just I don't know. It just doesn't feel you know like even when the films come out, there's kind of yeah. hype around it. There's kind of interest here. It's like I'm. I think most people are a little bit scared about what they're going to see, and they're not doing much to to allay some of those fears. Do that's an interesting point because. A lot of people have said how he actually is not as prominent, probably the wrong word, but in the, was it, I've read somewhere where they were talking about how he has become disdain, uh, despondent is the word, I'd say despondent in life. And you're like, how can you market somebody who is down? I mean, even the voiceover in the, in the trailer says he, we've lost the battles over and you start thinking, well, you need to bring something into it to make the marketing more, atta- uh, more marketing more kind of prevalent to get their get the attention of everyone else. Because yeah. in the trailer, you're watching it, going, "What's the what's what's the point of um, <laughs> having having a trailer where you're telling me everything's rubbish?" You know, you, you need to kind of bring it to life a little bit more. So I know this is only a teaser trailer. It was what a minute, minute yeah, and a half, yeah, minute and a half, yeah. Like it's, it's awesome. The trailer more. itself is like I was like buzzing after I saw it. Like really I, buzzing. I have questions about the trailer. I'm not going to lie. Should leave uh, that until everyone else is. Yeah, on. yeah, yeah. I do have concerns. Is the right word? Probably. That's, what I, that's the point I made. Like there are concerns yeah. around this, and there are plenty of concerns around the Vader being in it, and the way that that's going down, and the way it looks like it's happening. Yeah, and, I mean, yeah, I, yeah, it's hmm, the Vader thing for me. I'm, I'm again. I probably shouldn't say. It. I'm hoping it's a flashback, but I don't think it will be. I don't think it will be. I, I, not from the costume sort of stuff we're seeing. Yeah, no, no, that's the thing. And he wouldn't be Vader, the... like he mm. is in the costume. If it was, we are seeing Vader, like, Vader, not Anakin. Yeah, and it really kind of it mucks around with the OT a bit too much, in my view. But we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, again, we're hypothesizing of what yeah. it, I mean that's what, the thing what, my, my big fear of it is is that I feel they have done a disservice to Luke Skywalker Han Solo Leia Boba Fett and now we're giving a whole series to another beloved character and hoping I think the problem the problem the, with with this series for me is is that and actually it's an old thing for me we know how his story ends right mm-hmm and we know what he's like. And maybe yep. looking at how old Luke is in the trailer, maybe eight or nine years time, Luke must be about ten, nine, eight, somewhere in that range, right? From what we saw in the trailer. Yeah. He, well, in in A New Hope, he's nineteen. Yeah. So we're talking ten years oh, later. We know what. It's got to be ten years. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But but in that, like, we know where he's going. We know where he's been. Yeah. So yeah. there is a very limited character scope to play with here. And everything and, they've done yeah. with characters so far has been to yeah. subvert, to change, to play around with. They can't for him. And that's the thing, right? Will they, though? That's the thing that worries me. But, well, I mean, literally they can't because they can try. We said and that if they before. Do, if mm. I told you... But this is a lot more close. If I told you in January the way that Boba Fett was going to end... And the type of character he'd become, well, you would never believe. The, that. 
Yeah, no, but the difference is, to your earlier point, we knew, we didn't know where Boba Fett was going. Yeah. Right? We didn't know where Han Solo was going in The Force Awakens. We didn't know where Luke was going in The Last Jedi. We didn't know where Leia was going, stupidly, (laughs) in The Last Jedi either. So their, their stories were more open for artistic license interpretation, whatever you want to call it, because we didn't know. Good point. With Obi-Wan, Wan, Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan, we know, don't know where that came from, we know at the end of the Clone Wars, at the end of Revenge of the Sith, he was on Tatooine, and then 20 years later, he's still on there looking after Luke. It's It should be a closed book. And yeah. I say the word should. How, how far away are, are we from the... Trailer? From Rebels as well at this point. Like the whole Ezra Maul thing. How far away? Because are when we? you think of are we it's about five it? years. Because when um I no. think we might be right near it. Because in so when you think of Leia, Leia is in Rebels. When she's in Rebels, she's about fourteen, fifteen years old. Yes. So that's a good five years before a new hope. Because don't forget, obviously, being twins, they're the same age. So we have to work it out in that way that this is set where Luke is about 10. Okay. And when Leia is in Rebels, she's like 14, 15. So that's going to be another five years later. So Maul is knocking about. Right. I think. Yeah. Yeah. He's actually him, and he's greyer at the time as well. Yeah. So he's going to go grey very quickly (laughs) in that five, six year period. Yeah. So again, there is a closed book in this. But when you look at the, without going into this, with the trailer, we'll go through the team with the rest of the guys, but like, he goes off world. Mm-hmm. Why? How? Coruscant. Yeah, yeah, that, oh, I can't remember the name of that planet. Mm-hmm. I read it somewhere. Yeah. Um, and it's like, well, well, it looks like Hong Kong, doesn't it? And it's like, where, w- why does he go off planet? And now that you can, again, we can guess, is it to, uh, Take the attention away from Tatooine of the Do you seven not think the Inquisitors. Is, uh, yeah, uh, no, we're getting too close. Here. We're getting too close. Yeah, <laughs> but there's, there's a lot of. It's a, uh, in my mind, it's a closed book. So there is only so much wriggle room you can have. Yes. Then again, this is the team that brought you so Mary Poppins. Yeah. So in about three months' time. When I play you back this snippet. <laughs> yeah, you're going to prove me wrong. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it's, I, I mean, it's right. May the 25th. So this comes out May the 25th. Yeah. Hopefully, there's another trailer before we get there. Do we have any We're big in... events to link it to? Star Wars Celebration in Anaheim. When's that? Is, that's May the 26th. <laughs> um, so, no. Uh, there's nothing that there's not even a Comic Con before then or anything. No, that's what. I so no, check. Yeah, <laughs> but then again, after there's not even a Marvel Classic. series to drop it after or anything. Well, you got Moon Knight starts at the end of March, which looks brilliant, by the way. Um, as a as a as a Marvel fanboy, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, Ali's looking puzzled. Um, yeah, I shout out to trailer, and I was like, that's the worst English accent I've heard since Dick Van Dyke. Oh, don't come on, Poe, Poe Dameron, you're better than that, mate. Clearly, it's obviously terrible. not. But, terrible. Um, but no, you're right, you've got 
you've got Moon Knight, and then you've got there's another strange Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. Is that May? Yeah, there you go. Maybe it'll, be, maybe it'll be around that. Yeah. So there's a few things potentially to tie it to walls, but then what's after Moon Knight? No, there's a Miss Marvel. There's another series. Yeah, Miss Marvel. That's the that's a movie. That's later on, so that's not too soon. But anyway, there, well, the trailer for that dropped the other day as well. It was quite interesting. Again, until I see Tom Cruise's Tony Stark, I don't care. No, 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 no. It's happening, no, mate. No. It's happening. Two months the next, time. The next. It's happening. Two months time. Why two months time? In Doctor Strange too. Oh, uh, is it like a multiverse, Tony Stark? Oh yeah, yes. Yeah. He's, he's Tony Stark, isn't he? I haven't seen that rumor, and I really hope to God that's not real. Well, I'm, I'm like not the a trailer fan. sort of shows you the Ultron versions, but also. It looks like another version of Iron Man, and it, it's long been rumoured that's been Tom Cruise, isn't it? I hadn't seen that rumour, but that, that that worries me greatly. Oh, sorry. But I'm not. I'm not just for the record, for the listeners, I think I think Iron Man is one of the worst Marvel characters. But that's my he's very wrong. own opinion. He's wrong. he's wrong, but don't worry about it. He's a he's a really rubbish Batman, and he's and he's an even worse Green Arrow. So that just shows how that, that's how low that I put Iron Man because. Take him out of the suit. He's just a, he's just a clever man that they've made him even better on the MCU because he wasn't that great in the comics either. But well, that's just my point of view. Rant over. This isn't a Marvel podcast. <clears throat> um, Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah, that will be, that. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. A little bit not concerned, but nevertheless, it should be good. Um, theme parks. <sighs> Where do you want to begin? I built a lightsaber. Yay! Um, talk to me. So, talk to me. What, what happened? What's the experience? Oh, it's brilliant. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to lie. Um, so, so listeners, if you know Galaxy's Edge in East or West, whichever that is, Cali or, or Florida, um, you go to Savvy's workshop where you learn how to build a lightsaber. Um, why? And why it, does this uh, person Savvy exist? Why? You know, right. so so it's supposed okay. to be set. It, everything about is it's called it's set in Batu in yep. Spire. Was it Outward Spire? Spire. Black, Black Spire. Yeah. Right. Why Black, does why does the yeah. place you can build lightsabers exist in this world? So the backstory is obviously the the setting of this is set between Episode Eight and Episode Nine. Right. Right. Um, what a glorious time to pick in hindsight. <laughs> so yeah, done well there. Um, but it's on the back of, and I, I, this is genuine inspiration from Ray. So they talk about how Ray Ray is the the new hope and all that stuff, and how she obviously we know at the end of episode nine she builds her own lightsaber. Um, but they talk about the need for lightsabers being built to support the and they said the rebellion it's not the rebellion it's the alliance sorry so so they are giving non-force sensitive people lightsabers <sighs> it's this isn't canon by the way I, no no i know it's not but i'm just really interested in this because i'm going to bring in i'm going to bring in our friend book of boba fett at this point 
with the fact the Mandalorian cannot wield the dark saber because he's not. Yeah, no. Well, I'm just so, interested. So, so they now suggested between eight and nine, there should be a load of people walking around with lightsabers. Technically, yes. Technically, no. This isn't canon. So when you think of the Star Wars hotel, that's canon, right? This isn't canon. This is just an experience for in the park. Right, so okay. this is where you. Yeah, have I, to I, I'm just interested because everything about this world is is to your what like you said is in that time zone. Yeah. And so that's exactly. why I wondered, like, was there a special reason so, for this system? And it appears that they're, they're trying to tie it all in together, but ultimately this is an experience you have for being in the scene park and throwing down $250. It's Ollivander's, but for Star Wars. <sighs> yeah, exactly that, right? So muggles get a wand. Yeah. Non-force sensitive people get a lightsaber. Now, what happens is you, you have to book a slot, and if you're wanting to do this in the future... You really need to book in advance. You can only book like 60 days. That's the max. So like from 60 days, sorry, I should say. Um, I got mine last minute. So I was there for last year when I turned 40. Didn't get to do it then. Catherine said to me, look, while we're here, just try it. Looked on the app and there was a slot for in a couple of days time. I wasn't even due to go to Hollywood Studios. Um, at like five past nine in the morning. And that was the only time that was available. And I thought, you know what? I'm doing it. So... You make your booking, you come back, you check in, you go to like this little area, which is just outside Savvy's workshop. You get welcomed, you get like a little pin, which is pretty cool. So what happens is they give you uh, a draw and you get to see whatever lightsaber you want to build. They give you a bit of paper, um, a QR code so you can look on an app, which basically says if you want to build a lightsaber that is built for speed, you do this. If you want it for power, it's this. For defense, it's that. If you want to go dark side, it's this. Um, so then you get to pick whatever lightsaber it is you want to build. You get this little pin, which represents the lightsaber that you'd like to build. You then kind of just hang around for a bit. You then make your way in with the rest of your group into this room where you get positioned at like a station, as it were. Um, and then. Savvy comes out, introduces himself with this big, dramatic experience. They're playing the full steam in the background, which gives you goosebumps. Um, Starts talking to you about the power of the lightsaber. And then basically they put these parts down in front of you where you can pick your chamber, your hilt, your uh, belt clip and everything like that. So you construct your lightsaber. You know, you also get to pick your crystal. So... They bring you a container where you can pick red, green, blue, purple, white and yellow, I think. I can't remember. Um, You pick your crystal, put it in there, build your lightsaber. So then you've got your hilt. You don't have a blade at this point in time. Um, You've got your hilt. You then put it down. You're then encouraged to take a step back. And then all of a sudden... (laughs) Yoda just starts talking to you like a false ghost and it's brilliant because knowing that it's between episode eight and nine I kind of just went in there thinking oh there's not going to be anything but he talks to you about the power of the force how the lightsaber this that and the other and I I was mind blown by this now being the nerd that I am and I can't remember if I said this on the podcast before but I've got a couple of lightsabers already making your own one is quite different to just buying Darth Vader's off the shelf. Um, 
So then they get your they get your hilt, they basically plug it in to part of your station, which is the, where the blade is effectively. You then go back to your station, and at one point they say ignite your lightsaber. So obviously you've got the switch, and it's all still plugged in if you want to call it that. So it's on in this thing. Everyone turns those on. Everyone turns those on at the same time. And obviously we all know the snap hiss that comes with a lightsaber. And when you do that as a collective, that is brilliant. But the other thing is where the where the, the blade is, the top bit is transparent. So you everyone because obviously you don't know what everyone's picked. So then you start looking around, going, "All oh, right, he's got a red one, he's got a blue one," and then all knowledge is good. Thanks. Um, and then all of a sudden it opens, and you are you basically have to lift up your lightsaber. And it's one of the weirdest feelings in the world. It's a toy. I know it's a toy. But at that moment in time, I didn't care. Um, I was building my own lightsaber and everyone in the room had the same expression. And it is genuinely one. It was a moment of elation as a Star Wars fan. Um, And I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And it was genuinely one of the best Star Wars experiences I've had anywhere. Um, It was $220 for the lightsaber and the experience. Now, if you're buying a Black Series lightsaber, you're looking at 180 or 90, maybe 200 anyway. So for the actual experience of this 20, 25 minute show, creating your own one, being one with your lightsaber, being one with your crystal, it kind of adds to it. I then bought a specific stand for an extra 30 bucks um, to put the lightsaber on. And you are then given the sheath. You are then spoken about you're now part of the alliance, even though ironically I picked a red lightsaber. Uh, color. Sheath for a lightsaber? <laughs> yeah, to carry it around the theme park. Oh, right, sorry. All right, got you now. Not, not as in a sword sheath. <laughs> like, you know. I was like, what? <laughs> what? No, no, some sort of new just, cannon. <laughs> just, oh, uh, God, no. That way? So, yeah, so it's like, a, it's like a bit of foam effectively, in a, in a nice bag that you put your lightsaber in so you can carry it around the theme park without poking people's eyes out, basically. And it also allows you to put it on a plane a hell of a lot easier than it would do if you were just walking around with it. Um, and, yeah, it was so good. Um, if you haven't done it and you're into the wars the way we are, I would totally do it. And I know that you've been tempted previously, mate, to do it. Um, Don't own a lightsaber. It's the only way I'll do it. Because I've done, I've done all Evander's. And um, my, my wife was picked out to be the main person in the show. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's a way to get you to spend $75 pretty quick. Um, <laughs> but, but, yeah. um, or however, how much it was, I can't remember, maybe 60 um, yeah. But the point oh, you're is, right. it is, it is, I mean, it, it's pretty good in Harry, I mean, it's not, it's amazing in Harry Potter, so I assume. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, the, the, the interesting part of this, though, is that, Obviously, when you build it, you pick your crystal. You can actually go to Doc Ongar's shop and buy different color crystals to change the color of the blade. So you can take apart your lightsaber, put a yellow one in, put it back together, turn it on. You've got a yellow blade instead. So you can accessorize your lightsaber to a certain extent, um, which is which is quite cool because I picked red because I don't know why. I don't, I don't know why. My I think it probably character. looks nicer in that room of yours. Yeah. And it's. Oh, you might be right, actually, yeah. Yeah, because I've got Vader and I've got Luke already. Um, mm. Anakin, technically, or Ray, depending on your point of view. Um, but this, I don't know, there's something different. And you know what? It's really heavy. So, obviously, where you're making it yourself, 
it feels more robust, if that makes sense. So when I got home, I took my Vader one off the wall, picked up my other one. I was like, yeah, there is a, it's not a massive difference, but you can tell the one that's made is a lot, is a couple of pounds heavier than the one that you get from a Black Series Sabre. The other good thing about it as well is that you can disconnect the blade. So that means if you want to wear it on your belt hook, you've only got the handle rather than the actual uh, thing. And I saw quite a few people do that as well. They had the, the sheath thing on their shoulder, which obviously clearly had the, the blade, but they've disconnected it and they were wearing the handle on their belt. So again, pretty cool in that respect. And if you're going to a celebration or a Comic-Con or whatever, you, you're, 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 you're set to go, really. Um, whereas obviously the, the Black Series ones that I've got, you can't take off the blade. So it's just one unit. Whereas I know some of the newer Black Series ones that you can. So that's clearly something that they've started to do. And the really <laughs> nerdy thing about it, when you take the blade off, it makes like a funny noise. So when you try to ignite your lightsaber, when the blade's disconnected, you get like a failure noise. So for those of you that have seen the film on Rebels, when they try to light a, ignite a lightsaber and it doesn't work, it goes, like crackles a bit funny. It does exactly the same as that. <laughs> I nearly wet myself. But I was like, oh my God, this is so real. Obviously it's not. But nevertheless, it's genuinely one of the best things that I've done. And the good thing with this is that when you go in, you can go with somebody else. So my wife, Catherine, she came with me. Obviously, they're not making the lightsaber, but she was taking pictures of me doing it. She took some video and I'm probably going to do a bit of a write up for, for the uh, for the website. Just put some pictures on there as well. And she was like, she could see my I was wearing a mask because obviously this was during COVID time. Still, there were still some mask uh, mandates in, in Florida. She could see my mouth was dropped at points, even though I was still wearing a mask because it was just uh, even for her. Now, she's not a massive Star Wars fan at all. Um, Ali, you know that. Well, I've been to Galaxy's Edge with her. (laughs) She's there for the Disney, right? But at the same point, she could see I was excited, which probably made it better for her because she saw how happy I was. But nevertheless, she walked out of there going, I didn't understand half of that, but I thought it was still brilliant, <laughs> which says it all. So, yeah. So, listeners, if you are umming and ahhing about doing this or you're going to Disney World and you didn't know you could do it, I highly recommend you do it. Save up because, like I said, you're looking at a good 250 bucks. Um, but it is totally, totally worth it once you're done. Well, all right, it sounds awesome. It does sound awesome. Something I'd consider in the future. And yeah, and if if you're looking for your first lightsaber, why not have the one that you've built yourself? This is true. This is true. It's uh yeah, it's Galaxy's Edge in general. Yeah, has it aged well? How many times have you been there now? Three, four. Uh, one, two, three. Done the East Coast, maybe four times, and the West Coast once. Okay, okay. And so I've done yeah, I've I've done the. East Coast with you. I think we only went once on that trip. Yeah, we did. Yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah. On the West Coast a couple of times now. So, do you think it's aged well? A couple of years in now? Um, depending on what you mean by aged. So, personally, I don't think it has. However, it, I, I think saying has it aged well is probably the wrong way to describe it. Because of well, as we know, because of the poor quality of the sequel trilogy, it's going to impact the storytelling of Galaxy's Edge and what it can do because of where it's set. Yeah. So 
if you if you remove the fact that it's linked between episode eight and nine, you are still in a very well themed, styled Star Wars environment. Yeah, walking around the market, we had this conversation off air, right? But if they'd have said that that market is actually in Mos Espa, Mos Eisley, you could turn around and go, "Oh, right, I believe that." Seeing the Millennium Falcon parked for what a better word, landed where it is. And by the way, the ride, I think, has aged really well on that. Like, I don't know if you went on Smuggler's Run again, like this trip, but we did it and I was a pilot. When I went with you, I was a gunner. And Jesus, it's a fun ride when you're a pilot. Mate, uh, we always try to hang back to make sure that we're the pilots because it's so much fun as a pilot. If you're an engineer, it's worse because you're sitting at the back. It's It's really involved. Yeah. Whereas with the gunner, you're pressing it, so therefore it's you're pressing the gun to shoot it, right? So therefore it's it's a little bit better. But the full experience, to your point, is the fact that you need to be you need to be the pilot. And I didn't realise you hadn't done it as a pilot before until then. No, because remember when we did it, yeah. I was uh, yeah you, you, yeah didn't get to see it. So um, yeah, no, it's, it's a I lot agree. of fun. I'd like to see it updated at some point and it shouldn't be too hard to do I don't think originally it's supposed to have two or three versions of it um, so I think I think at some point it will but I, I do to go back to the land I, I think it it's an interesting one because so when I did when I first went to Galaxy's Edge with you I think I just I think we've been to Pandora the day before or we did Pandora the day after in Animal Kingdom right and yeah. what they do in Galaxy's Edge is, is the same thing in Pandora, in that they think that the location, which is an engineering masterpiece in terms of the way it looks, the way it is, yep. is unbelievable. Pandora is the exact same in Animal Kingdom. Yep. I think the problem with it is is that it's not grounded enough in Star Wars lore. And, and, and by that, what I mean is, is that Batu is not a place which is particularly figured in it's not anything. And so because of that, you don't get the same connection you do when you go to, um, say, Diagon Alley or um, Hogsmeade in Harry Potter at Universal. Or in fact, my favourite, which is Cars Land and Radiator Springs in California Adventure, which is Disney. I mean, that for me, I'm just unbelievably blown away by what they achieved in that area to make it like a film and the yeah. way you have cars that talk and I, it's just unbelievable whereas when you go to galaxy's edge it's got it, the timeline i think is a problem where it's set and the fact that none of the set pieces other than the millennium falcon are really grounded in anything that you yeah you, you'll see the old droids you will see a couple of x-wings and stuff um it has it has a world class ride which is like nothing else in the world. It's an unbelievable ride, just unbelievable rise of resistance. Rise of the resistance is something else, yeah. But but it just it just I don't know it. It's not the complete package. It's it's like eighty five ninety percent there. It's just not a hundred percent the way that they've managed to do elsewhere, in my view. Um, yeah. I, I get I get that. And but, but like I, things like the blue milk, I didn't try that with you. I tried it this time. I quite enjoyed it, and I've heard all these things about it being horrible. <clears throat> but I yeah. really quite enjoyed it. And when I'm drinking a blue milk, 
and I had Chewie and Ray, and I was having a chat with them. Like, Ray, you sound like me. You know, yeah. <laughs> I, just, I just wanted yeah. to see how the Americans would react to that. Just what would be. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, really? You you same planet. We sound the same. Yeah. Oh my goodness me! Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah that's a lot you. of fun. That is a lot of fun. Yeah. But and that's where it gets extended because the Star Wars Hotel obviously opened recently, and to much media hullabaloo, for want of a better word. Um, and again, if you're willing to pay for it, apparently. It's totally worth it. So how that is now extended into Galaxy's Edge is that it's all part of the same thing. But to your point, if they'd have said this is actually set in Tatooine at no particular point in time in the story, would it age the same? Well, not age, that's, again, that's the wrong word, but I think there would be a lot more of affinity to it. Because once you go there, it's a lot of fun, right? Yeah. The the theming's good, the food's good, the drinks are good. The cantina, while it isn't the cantina, it's still a hell of a lot of fun. Apart from the physics. Expensive to go for a cocktail, but it's still a lot of fun. Um, And the way that they do that, the fact that you can only be there for 45 minutes or two drinks or three, depending if you're nice to your server, um, it means that there's always this turnover of people. It's keeping it fresh. And because you're only there for 45 minutes, you're not going to get bored. Because there's a lot to see, there's a lot to experience, there's a lot to taste, even the food's decent as well. You know, we did it when we went, and when I went recently, me and Catherine did it again, and we had a great time. But, again, because it isn't the cantina, there's a perception that it's not it's not going to be as good. I'm using air quotes for the listeners, by the way. Whereas, when you're actually in it, <laughs> it's a lot of fun. I, I think as well, I, I do think it suffers from... I think if they'd kept to what they originally intended it to be, you know, with droids going around, with sort yeah. of, yeah. it's quite, it's it's a land which is set up to be quite theatrical in many ways. You know, there's lots of spaces where you could have yeah. performances. And, you know, the fact that you, you've mentioned um, the the Star Cruiser there, the fact that several of the characters that were meant to be in Galaxy's Edge has turned up to somewhere where there's a six thousand dollar entry fee. Yeah. It's a little bit I feel like I feel like they had a vision and a plan and they didn't execute it fully. And because of that, the time zone thing is more noticeable than perhaps it would be. And the fact it's not grounded anywhere is more yeah. noticeable. Like I really do appreciate the fact that when you're in there, for example, merchandise, which is a huge thing in Disney, you can't get the kind of bog standard Star Wars merchandise. It's very much themed to what you would need if you were going to the outpost. You know? yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which I really yeah. like. I think that's, I think it's lovely. Um, yeah. But it's not, it's not in the right time period to do it yeah. well. Yeah. I honestly think if you, like, can you imagine, so, so for example, you've got Kylo Ren's shuttle, which didn't appear in the film. Imagine if that was Vader's shuttle at night, cool. lit up, and Vader came down with the smoke as the door opened, and the story, you would just be like, instead, instead yeah. it's Kylo Ren, and you're a bit like, okay, it's interesting, but See, I know you end up not wanting to be that guy, and I know, I don't know, it just, it just, it doesn't... But, uh, yeah, and that, that goes back to your point. I feel earlier. like the night film ruined it a little bit. <laughs> it ruined. Yeah, the night. It, 
when again, you know, like we talked about earlier on, that the, there are young girls walking around Galaxy's Edge dressed like Ray. Yep, there right. are seen young 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 boys dressed like Kylo Ren. They are, but now obviously the Mandalorians come in, and that's a different conversation entirely. But yeah. there are kids growing up with a sequel trilogy. That's their, that this is their Star Wars. Whether we think it's good, that's not important at that point in time. It's whether or not these young people who are now getting into it enjoy it. I and don't agree. They're the future fans. Yeah, but they're right? not fans that are spending the money right now. It's their parents who are buying the uh, ticket and putting them in there. I and agree with you. Parents. Yeah, but the thing is, if a nine-year-old girl turns around to daddy and says, "Daddy, I'm going to dress like Ray," he will go, "Okay." Unless you're Dave, and you will tell him, "No, you are not going to dress like Ray because she's a terrible character." No offense, Dave, I love you. Um, but you take my point, though. If, if I do, if you I do are, get it. You know, I, I do get it. But but then you could achieve that in Tatooine or anywhere else. You know, it, it didn't have to be the way that they've. I mean, I just feel like they tried to make an authentic story, which is yeah. why I know they dropped some of the language and stuff, you know, happy sons or whatever. It's funny, it's funny you say that, right? So the the last time that I went before COVID, yes, the language, you know, to the spire, bright sons, I didn't hear it. No. Obviously, the first time we went in the West Coast, which is like a couple of months after it opened, they were talking it all the time. Right. When we went in February... There were more people using the language than last time. Now, I don't know if that's because they're trying to do that because of the hotel that's come in. They're trying to create the you right. know, the hype about it. But maybe it's that. Yeah. But I noticed it more the last time we went than a couple of years ago. Now, I don't know what it's like on the West Coast. I don't know if that was. I didn't notice it at all, but maybe yeah. it depends on the cast member and things like that as well. Yeah. How you know, into it. That, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, yeah. Possible, yeah. I mean, it's a hard one to judge. I, I, but and I, think I just feel like it wasn't, yeah, prominent enough. Yeah, I mean, like, like you paying credits with dollars, you, you do paying credits. That's still definitely a thing, yeah. which is quite nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. but I, say, I don't, I don't know. Like we, on the trip, we went to say Carsland, which I felt personally more immersive, oh, and yeah, I just so think it's one of the best places I've ever. Been theme wise, um, Marvel one, chili. Marvel I thought was much worse than Star Wars there, and then went to Harry Potter, which I just think is a near perfect way to to do an immersive experience. It's a bit easier with Harry Potter because the world is very similar to our own. Um, it's a bit it's easier. A point, actually, yeah, yeah, it's, and it's more familiar. Being so, a, yeah, yeah, and obviously being a Londoner, right? When when you go to Universal in in Florida anyway, and you go to King's Cross, as a Londoner, I'm looking at it again, that's actually very accurate. Smaller, but nevertheless, it's a very accurate description and depiction of of, 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 of King's Cross. So mm. much so that when you're in the queue and they've got the, the, the rail times and the train lines, they are all real. No, no, they are. Kind of. No, no, they, um, no, the plat- some of it is so accurate. And, and I'm walking around going, this is actually, you know, it, it's, it is impressive. And to your point, it becomes easier when you're baking it in the real world to a certain extent. Whereas trying to create like, let's just take Pandora as an equivalent. Yeah. Floating rocks. How they achieved that 
is utterly ridiculous. Now, they've yeah. done it with connecting scaffolding, basically, that's covered up. Spoiler alert. Uh, they aren't real floating rocks. <laughs> um, but, obviously, the way that they've got uh, Black Spire Outpost, Batu, Galaxy's Edge, it's it's the way, and you said it earlier when you called it a construction marvel or whatever it was. So it is. It's, it is, it's fantastic. Yeah. I, I think also, so I personally prefer the California one to the Florida one, but there is there is also that problem that definitely in California, you do have planes going over every so often. So as uh, much as you kind of want to like dispel. be in yeah. there's a Southwestern 737 flying over you. Yeah, and and it's just a bit it's harder to pull off it's a harder trick to pull <clears> off <throat> i think um well at night it's beautiful it's it's, uh, yeah. it's, oh. it's so oh. pretty to look at i just feel like it's not an immersive story that particularly drags me in it lacks it for me um but in terms of if you want to like i think if you were a kid and you went there, you would just be like blown away, like unbelievable. Yeah. See, you're gonna say Star Wars is for kids. I don't think it is, but <laughs> it was. It was initially it was, but anyway, yeah. Think I don't know. It's, I don't think kids spend two hundred twenty-five dollars for a twenty-five. Tell you what, though, right? So in, when I built the lightsaber, there were eight other people. Yeah, six were grown-ups. Yes, only two of them were kids. I feel sorry for the dad because he made his own lightsaber and his two kids had lightsabers as well. So that's a very expensive trip for that guy. Um, and I think the mum was standing there looking at him going, what on earth are you doing? But nevertheless, there was only two kids. Well, because who's going to pay to... I mean, to, that's more than you spend on a Christmas present. It, <laughs> it's funny, right? Me, me and Catherine were talking about this the other day. And in the summer, we're doing like a family holiday uh, with brother-in-law his little one's wife, mother-in-law and stuff like that. And we're talking about doing this again. She said to me, would I want to do it again? I wouldn't. And my answer is genuinely, yes, I would, me personally, I would happily do it again because it was so much fun. I would build a totally different lightsaber as well, but that's beside the point. I know, clearly obvious. Um, but then you start thinking, well, my nephew, that's another 250. Brother-in-law, that's another 250. All of a sudden, 750 bucks. Yeah, yeah, and I'm like, whoa, no, <laughs> no, exactly, exactly. Well, uh, it is, you know, your, your point is... earlier about the, the 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 wands. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's seventy quid for a wand, but three wands is still cheaper than one lightsaber at Sabi's. Yeah, yeah. So that is. Plus, with the wands afterwards, you can then physically use it in the park, learn how to do yeah. stuff, make things happen, and like, I, I mean. We may disagree. I think I think the the training that they've come up with in that Star Cruiser is an absolute disgrace compared to what they said they were going to be producing. Like, like if yeah. you compare it to what they said and what they've delivered, like, jeez, that is. Yeah. I reckon. I reckon. I reckon in the nineties you could have come up with that. Yeah, the the lightsaber training is is questionable, uh, to say the least. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not like that. You then adopt. I'm not. Yeah, it's like a really bad version of. See, I kind of feel like that should be part of your experience. If it is, do you know what I mean? That does not seem like a huge add-on to me. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, and see, that's (laughs) the thing. They've positioned it as a cruise experience. So, I've done 
Star Wars Day at Sea on the Disney Cruise Line, and I think I might have spoken about it on a previous show, but yeah. they immerse you as much as they can on a cruise ship with Star Wars. So, like, the music's playing in the hallway, you go and meet Darth Vader, you go and meet Chewie, R2-D2, 3PO, blah, blah, blah. The food's themed, the drinks are themed. They've taken that to another level with the Halcyon, which there is part of me that really wants to do it for obvious reasons. I wouldn't, you know, but there's also... 6,000 reasons of me why I don't want to do it. <laughs> so it just depends on how well you you equate experiences and quality to the cost of doing something. Um, and to your point, mate, some of the stuff that I've seen, you start thinking, is that is that, is that really worth six grand? You, d- you don't exactly get a um, swimming pool fireworks display and yeah, all the stuff you get with a Disney cruise. Yeah, you don't, you're also not going around. You get, yet. A, you get a small room with a TV pretending to be a window. See, so like, and and then I I mean it's just yeah. yeah. I just think the money thing. they're asking for they are they are gating Star Wars, and of course there is a price point for everything in life. I get that right, but I think there are price points. And there are price points. And it feels to me that if you don't pay the $6,000, you are not allowed to train with a lightsaber. You are not allowed to do certain things, which I kind of feel like if the technology exists and you're paying a lot of money to go into a theme park and you're paying a lot of money for a lightsaber, and it was probably originally meant to be in the park, it should be in the park. Well, that's that's an interesting thing, actually, when you think about it. So I don't know if they do it at the moment because of, covid still being what it is you used to be able to basically put your kid into the jedi training academy i think they i think they took it out because of this well well they stopped it because of covid initially yeah um kids being in a room touching lightsabers learning how to use a lightsaber in a a room and then the idea though was that you would then perform on stage and you'd fight against uh, depending on if it was vader it might have been darth maul one of the Inquisitors when Rebels kicked in, you know. So, but again, you paid for that. But the kid got to keep the Jedi robe and the plastic lightsaber. But when you go to a Cars Land or a Marvel, it's all included. Yeah. Well, yeah, but there, is, there are cars. You're not, you're not learning how to drive Lightning McQueen. You can go on the you can go on Tomatoes, right? You can go yeah, on, you, you can go with can go Luigi's character. Da, 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 da. Yeah, but you can go on Star Tours, right? You can drive free. It's great. It's great. Yeah, but Star Tours is free as well. You're not actually getting anything out the back of it. And same with Marvel, you're not putting on Tony Stark's suit. I know that's a really extreme one, but they do a... have training. They have training for the um for the Wakanda what are the ladies called? Oh the the thingy the uh, they do. They have that there, and they get participants from the crowd. Something Delagi. Call yourself um, a Mar- yeah. It's something like that. Call yourself a Marvel. Over Mar- yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah, the, yeah. Okay. Uh, I didn't. I, I, well, I, 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 yeah, I've not been. So I'd like, I'd like to see that. I'd like to do that. That's what I mean, like. Yeah. It just. I don't know. It just. It just always feels like I don't know. And like, did did you see the irony irony of irony, which happened? And I'm not surprised it happened because Rise of Resistance, amazing ride. So yeah. many parts to it that it always breaks. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. We did it. Yeah. We didn't get the full experience because some of it was broken. Um, yeah. Did you see the very first Star Cruiser? Six thousand dollars. They get on the transporter, which is a minibus. 
to Batu, yep. and the ride is broken. Oh, really? Yeah. So they got they got literally the very first group. They turn up. Yeah. No, I can't do it. Okay, what am I supposed to do for a few hours then? Oh, well, oh, as in Rise of Resistance was down. Yeah, down. So they just got like um one of the. So you have to get your phone out and get one of those um. Refund thingies. Passes yeah. that jump. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. Genie Plus Lightning Lane. I didn't know that, but yeah, I mean, it's not a surprise. It's, just, I mean, it's so. It's like like if I was paying six thousand dollars, I would expect like. Like at night, like at seven o'clock in the morning or something, to it to be just for us, or like of an evening, like just for us. Do you know what I mean? A like time period, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's the thing. Because obviously, where they've themed it like a cruise, there's a whole itinerary of things that you do, and obviously, one of those days is you make a trip to Batu. Yeah. Um, so you would imagine, to your point, if you're doing that, but then again, if you're saying eight hours, uh, sorry, eight hours, if you're saying like eight o'clock in the morning is dedicated to those people, there are some people that don't want to follow the itinerary, so you don't have to. So you're, it's, it's, well, you do you're still never going to please Like, you only get an allocated period of time in there, and you're there for two days, aren't you? So, like, yeah, that's it. Yeah, you don't want to spend too much time there for a ticket that you can get for $150 when you've paid yeah. six grand. See, that's, you want to experience the hotel more than the theme park, right? Exactly. In theory. Exactly, that's what I mean. So, like, you'd think there'd be some, like, we guarantee yeah. you that. <laughs> yeah, and that, that's the only problem is because you're having a dependency on technology as well, if the tech breaks, which to your point, it does at least once a day. I'm pretty sure, actually, if I opened up the My Disney Experience app, I wouldn't be surprised if it was down. So let me take a quick guess at that. But nevertheless, to your point, no, yeah, you're right. There, there should be a level of, well, if it if it isn't working, or maybe we can come back at a later time. Or worse to that effect when it is working. I know it is up and running, but there's an 185 minute wait time. Nothing. So a nice, a nice three hour wait for um, Rise of the Resistance. And it is also working in California with a 95 minute wait. Oh, there you go. 95 minutes at the moment is for start the smugglers run. So 90 minute smugglers run. Wow, that's a busy, that's a busy old. Um, Theme park. Spring break, though, isn't it still over there? Yeah. And Easter's around the corner as well. But anyway, <laughs> so back to our conversation, though. Yes, so it's, yeah, it's funny. I'd, I'd, I'd like to do I'd like to do the cruise, because it is a cruise. Um, but uh, I might wait for the prices to drop. <laughs> it will drop, though, won't it? Because, like, the demand isn't there at that price. I mean, there is demand at that price point, but there's enough availability in a way that you don't get a, like a premium resort hotel at Disney World, like you just don't get it, you know. So I mean, that's the thing. If you're to your point though, like, could you imagine you're there for a couple of days and then you go to a a proper cruise? The experience obviously can be very different. And yeah, you know, I think something that we spoke about offline about this as well is that you have to be willing to get involved to really enjoy the experience. Yeah. Um, Can't and, out. Yeah, you you have to be quite outgoing, social. But so wouldn't you have liked to have seen, like, I'm just thinking about what I, if, no, oh, I'm going to pay $6,000 for it, but if I if I ever did do that, right, I would like to see, like, what does a Star Wars spa look like? What is a Star Wars swimming pool? <laughs> How does that exist in this universe? Do you know what I mean? Like, those yeah. sort of things, and it's just like, that's what you expect in, like, a deluxe hotel, right? There are certain yeah. things that you expect, and it I just want to go to the bar because it looks amazing. 
It does look good. It does look good. But is well, it going to be that different from the one that's on the new Disney cruise ship? Yeah, I was just about to say that. There's a Star Wars bar on the Wish. So. It doesn't look that different to me. And and it doesn't look like that different to one that you've already been to in Paris. Marvel. It's oh, the Marvel one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, only, there's yeah, not that, much difference you can make, like, when you when that's yeah, what you're doing. So much, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and uh, it will be a hybrid of Ogre's Cantina, yeah. the Marvel bar, yeah. and then throwing in Saint Star Warsy. Just, just remind me how much it costs you to walk into the Marvel bar in Disneyland Paris. Uh, walking into it, it is free. It is free, yes. And that's what I mean, like, drink. it's just... Yeah, but there's a difference. That's a... Well, it's the same with the cruise line, right? The Star Wars lounge that's on the Wish, you don't pay to walk in the bar, but you pay to get on the cruise ship. I get that. I do get that. But you, it just, this is, again, it's something that could easily be in Galaxy's Edge. Well, you got Ogre's Cantina. Uh, yeah, one. Yeah, but... Think of how many drinks places are in every other Disneyland. Yeah. No, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a weird one. Um, I'll take your point. But I suppose if you start throwing in Ogre's Cantina here and then you got, I don't know, the cantina over there. That's what they didn't it didn't well, mean, Does it make it special? I don't know. I don't know. But that's why I think what what happens next is, is really interesting. Because there's been quite a lot of chat about re-theming it, even though it's only a few years old. Because yeah, it's not working for some people. And then Disneyland Paris was supposed to be having one by 2025, 26 for the Olympics just afterwards and that's like obviously not happening because of covid but also it mysteriously disappeared a couple of years ago off the charts because people were kind of saying well i think they realized that they made a bit of a mistake here with the with the way that they did it yeah well i think there was a way i think there was a perfect way to do this by the way which and it's not far off what they've got (laughs) (laughs) go on well, that's what I mean. Like, I, I, I just feel like they, they almost got too clever. They got too carried away. They got too sort of involved with the idea that everyone wanted the Star Wars universe as opposed to a certain place in time or a certain sort of physical location that we all know. I think they got too clever. It's, it's funny because, like, I, I understand why. Yeah, they are pushing the product that they thought at the time was going to be a success. So at the time, everything was all in for the sequel trilogy. Yeah, 100%. So at that moment in time, I understood the decision. Does there it were still people hold- at the time, though, that were saying, why the heck have you created somewhere yeah, where your but- biggest characters are not there? Yeah, but they're the same people that don't like the sequel trilogy. But that, but that was even before the sequel trilogy came out. Yeah. So were they right when hindsight? Yeah. But anyway, the for me anyway, I, I got it. And the question is, now they've got the hotel, they're doubling down. It's like, this is what it is. Yeah. If you like it, all good. If you don't, never mind. Would you Which, agree, though, even as the Disney defender that you are, that the concept art of what was supposed to happen and what has actually been delivered. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's, there's things missing, 100%. Um, and I'm sure 
COVID might not have played a part in that. I don't know. Um, because there was obviously cuts that were made even before the, they, they must have realized it was going to be too expensive for what they wanted to I do. I think so. I think so. Um, but like, I remember those. Self-filling prophecy, isn't it though? The more you cut out of yeah. it, the less people are going to pay six grand for it. Yeah, exactly that. No, I agree with you. And it, it then makes you wonder, right? If they did a marble hotel, which they've obviously got in Paris, oh, which isn't, it's not the same. No. But it's a themed hotel. But nevertheless, if they did a Marvel hotel the way they've done Disney, yeah. uh, the way they've done Star Wars, yeah. how it makes you then wonder how different would it actually be. But then again, to your point, where Marvel's baked in the real world, it's easier to a certain extent. You could have Avengers Tower because it's themed in New York. That'd be fun. Right. Yeah. But that's the but thing. Again, like when you're walking around Marvel, like there are shawarma stands and you're like, oh, get it. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, well, there is, you know, like, like, like you go into yeah, yeah, Pins yeah. restaurant and it's kind of, yeah, the yeah, food kind yeah. of gets smaller and it's all kind of things. And they've got just a cocktail bar there where you can just have lots of beer cocktails or all kinds of stuff. And it's like, eh, I get it. And like when you go into the, um, okay, it's Tower Terror Reframe, but you go into it and there's little Easter eggs and like, it, it's, it's, yeah. it's grounded more in the universe than yeah, more real world. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's, maybe that's half the problem that it is so in space, if that makes sense, no, that it isn't real. And we all know it's not it's real. Hard. We all know it's fiction. But but they did trying it with to Pandora. Get that's the problem. Pandora. Well, I think people well, care less about Pandora than they do about Star Wars. That is also. I'm not, yeah, I mean, I am not excited for, you know, Avatar no, 2 that comes no. out. I don't know when it's coming out. However, Pan- Pandora is actually, like, I think we noticed it, didn't we? We, we went at night. Yeah, it's amazing. It's stunning at night. And then, you know, the way it looks, the feel with it is great, but it looks good. And there's only one ride. The, the, the Navi River journey sucks. Um, and Flight of Passage, I haven't done it yet, but apparently it's amazing. But nevertheless, it's like, to your point, I don't really care about that. And there's a restaurant in there as well that apparently does good food, but I'm like, there are better places to eat and drink in Animal Kingdom. Whereas with Galaxy's Edge, like we've had the Ronto Wrap. I had another one when I was back there. It was, it was great. It was so nice. So good. And we had the Trandoshan Ale, I think it was. Um, that was good. And again, and when you go to the, the, the cantina, the drinks are really good. Yeah. Even if you do want mum lips. Um, but yeah, to your point though, people care more about Star Wars and mm. Avatar because of what it actually means to people. Yeah. I don't think I've ever met an Avatar super fan. The one no. you get, I'm sure they're out there. Yeah, uh, but I think I think I think that's what I mean. I think they fell into that trick that just having it look yeah. pretty would be enough. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree with that. Um, yeah. it, and it isn't. I don't think it's community mixed per se because I think it's great. And every time I go there, I have a great time. Yeah. Could it be better? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Is it, is it, is it rubbish? No. no. Is it bad? Absolutely not. It's no. stunning. Yeah. Could it be better, though? Probably. Yeah. I, no, I, agree, I agree with all of that. I agree with all that. The thing is, though, um, it's not a... It's a must-do once or twice for me. It's not a... It's not like... Um, you want to do so like time a, you go. So like a Pixar Pier or a or a Cars Land for us, or even a Harry Potter thing. Like I just want to go back. Yeah. Like every time I'm there, I can happily skip it. 
See, I'm, see, that's the thing. I will always make an effort to go there, mainly around the fact that the moment I get to the Millennium Falcon, I start fanboying. Yeah. Uh, because it, it's fantastic. And when I see Chewie walking above the, 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 the speeders, and I'm like, yeah, that's Chewie. And even seeing Ray walk around, it's still pretty cool. Um, although, I do, what well, they have stopped, I don't know if you remember correctly, but when they released, when they announced Galaxy's Edge, they tied in a rebel. Yeah, rebel. We saw it. Yeah, she doesn't walk around anymore because obviously because of COVID and they don't want you to kind of interact. So maybe they'll bring her back. But yeah. even that kind of fell flat on its face. Yeah. It's got a book. I've never read the book. I have no interest in reading the book. No. I don't even know who she is. No. So, you know, and that's nothing to do with the character. It's just that I don't have any interest. But maybe that's because my views on the sequel trilogy are not. Yeah. I see, see, that's the weird thing for me, right? I don't like The Last Jedi. Rise of Skywalker, nah. Force, Force Awakens, I like, right? Yeah. However, when I go to Galaxy's Edge, I don't think of it as being in between two films. I think of it as Star Wars land. Mm. So maybe that's my ignorance is bliss. I don't know. I get that. But, no, I do get that. I do get that. If I think of it that way, I'm like, I don't, I, I'm, I'm, I'm in Star Wars. Yeah. Which is why I like it. Yeah. I don't think about it going, oh, well, actually, yeah. Kylo Ren, you know, I, I don't, I, I yeah. just enjoy it, what it is. Yeah. So maybe that's me being really simple. <laughs> no, I don't think so at all. Like, you so, enjoy what you enjoy. Yeah. So, so for example, on our last night in Disneyland, right, we, we had to make a decision. So we got there at like, I don't know, 12, we had like six hours, right? And the thing was, because of the queue for Rise of Resistance, we were like, well, that has to be our last ride. Right. So, so, we're not going to go to that land until right at the end because the queue yeah. for that ride is so long that you just, you know, from, for me, when I go to Disney, I'm still like, I want to do Pirates of the Caribbean. I want to do Haunted Mansion. I want to do, you know, the classics and all that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah, and then like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Star Wars in that respect for me, because of when I go to Universal, I'm like, where do I start with Universal? I start with Harry Potter. That's where I start with Universal. I don't yeah. do that with Star Wars at Disney. Oh, okay. I ever will do. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't ever yeah. will do. And that, I think that's a difference because of the history of the parks as well. Like Universal, not particular. I mean, popular, but not massively popular the way it is now. That that those theme yeah. parks are built on Harry Potter basically in recent years, and now Nintendo. Yeah, yeah. Disneyland yeah. is not built on Star Wars at all. Disney World no, is no. not built on Star Wars. Disney, the, the difference in Florida as well is is that because it's in Hollywood Studios, which wasn't the best park until they built that bit. But when you're in, well, but when you're in Disneyland, it's in the mo- you're in the, in the mo- park, the original park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a no, mission away compared to everything else as well. It's it's right at the back. Right yeah, yeah, yeah. Back. You have to go great. through Crit Country to get to it. It's like exactly right. yeah. exactly. you walk past Winnie the Pooh to get there. Um, and so it is. It is like it is different. Oh, we need to It's different. It is just different. But I think, I think it is the reason I would want to go there is for Rise of the Resistance. That's my main draw now. I've kind of done okay. it. I like it. Yeah, Rise of Resistance is my draw. Would I rather do the okay. rest of the park? Yeah, I would. I would, and I think that's part of the failing of it. Is it's not that's interesting for me yeah. personally. It's not so much better than everything else that's already there that it's like, 
I need to yeah. eat there. I need to spend my money there. I need to spend hours. No, I'd rather go have the snacks in other places than Galaxy's Edge and the weird food. Yeah, no, I get that. And it's, it's, That's ironically, it's difficult. When you, it's difficult. Yeah, with, your point, with Hollywood Studios, right? The, I think the decision was based around purely the fact that Star Tours was there. Yeah. That's number one. Number two, they couldn't put it on the Magic Kingdom because there was no room. And then all of a sudden they found room for Tron. But that's not as big because it's a land rather than just a ride. Yeah. So they were kind of limited and they weren't going to stick it on Epcot because, no. again, with Epcot, I well, know they've expanded they, they, Guardian. They, they, uh, yeah, the, they were going to do something else around the back and they could introduce a new land. But you then, well, you've now got, what's the restaurant? Space 2020. Space, or Space 2020. Yeah. And, but you have got the galaxy oh, gar- Guardians of the Galaxy built in two show buildings. Yeah, so but the just... link to that is because of the film and the fact that Peter Quill went to Epcot before. Okay, all right. Uh, so that's where. So that does in... like an insane ride, by the way. Just... It was great, yeah. and I think it opens just before we get out there. Memorial Day, apparently. Oh, a bit too early then for me. All right, okay, a bit too late. Um, but so with Hollywood Studios, they've probably gone space. Yeah. It's got already got some Star Wars in it. Cool. <laughs> that's pretty much it. Because that's where you have Star Tours, Tatsune Traders, but that's also where you used to do the Jedi Academy training. So they've probably just, and they had, um, what's the other bit where you meet Chewie? You oh, jeez, the Landing Bay place. No? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah the Landing, landing bay. Yeah, the Landing Bay. That's it, yeah. So obviously there's some Star Wars stuff in there as well, um, which it makes you wonder what they're going to do with that in the long run. But anyway. Because um, that's shut at the moment. I would say they closed it down, didn't they? Yeah, it's shut. Um, they closed it because of COVID. It's all on, on indoors, um, yeah. and they just they opened it yet, which is which is crazy. Because the shop that's in there is brilliant. The amount of artwork they've got in there is fantastic. Well, it used to have anyway. Yeah, and they've reopened enough stuff now for that not to be an excuse. Yeah, I mean they're starting to bring stuff back that they closed. So you'd hope, fingers crossed, at some point it will come back. But who knows? Um. But, that's, but that, that itself leads to a conflict and a problem. The fact that well, yeah, you go to yeah. Tomorrow World and see the original characters, you can go see exhibitions, you can go see all that stuff, yeah. and you're yeah, like, wow, yeah. this is amazing. Yeah. And, and going back to your point about Paris as well, right? Yeah. So if they bring out a mini Galaxy's Edge in Paris, that'd be awesome. It's going to be interesting because obviously in Disneyland Park, you can meet Darth Vader. You've got Star Tours with an X-Wing. Yep. Going back to your point, you're going in one park, you're in the sequel trilogy. In the in the older park, you're still doing oh, Star Tours. Oh, that works much better. Mm. So you've got literally a differentiation between one and the other. Yeah. Whereas with Hollywood Studios, I suppose you've got that because you've got Galaxy's Edge over here, but then you've got Star Tours over here. Well, the landing bay over here. So they're very separate. But nevertheless, they're not in the same park. They are in the same park. Does yeah. that make sense? No, it does make sense. But are again... Do Disney's geeky on parks here, Alex? I think we, we have done, mate. Has anyone oh, I lost it in right now? Yeah. Good job this isn't live. We have zero views. Um, <laughs> <laughs> dwindling down, ticking off. No, no, not interested, not interested. Um, was there anything else we were going to cover today? I think... If there was, we should probably leave it anyway because we should wait for the rest of the, the council right. session. 
Yes, yeah, and we will definitely go into the Obi-Wan Kenobi bit by bit in a bit more detail as well, the trailer, obviously. Definitely, yes. So, with that in mind, it's going to be a bit of a quick one. Final thoughts? Well, I love the parks, so even if I kind of... I think I think the problem with Star Wars is, is, is you sort of... When you do these podcasts all the time, you always have a bit of a critical eye on things. You're always kind of trying to analyse it a bit too much in some respects. So I, I think I have to caveat kind of what I've just said in the parks with that lens. But um, I had a great time there. Um, I, I enjoyed Book of Bubba Fett more than I expected, I would say. I think I did enjoy it more, but not because of what I thought it was going to be. I think it's in spite of what I thought it was going to be. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, I mean, that's why I enjoyed it. I think if it had been, as I said earlier, what it was meant to be, I don't think I would enjoy it at all. But, um, yeah, so that was, that was, that was pretty decent. Um, as we said about the Obi-Wan series, it's got to be the most, in my view, important series on Disney plus potentially so far when you put Marvel and Star Wars together. Um, and anything from Pixar, um, yeah, because of what it means to people, um, and Yota as well. Yeah, I just just don't don't muck it up would be kind of my hope. I reckon you could feed me a lot of stuff that I wouldn't tolerate in the Mandalorian on this series, and I would. I have, yeah. I I just yeah, just give me give me a fairly good story that doesn't contradict the OT, please. Or the PT, for that respect. Yeah. Or the ST. Well, um, lots of acronyms there, but yeah. Final thought from me. I found this on the web. Oh, stop it. My watch keeps on kicking off. Um, final thought from me. Good question. It's always nice to talk about the wars. Regardless of where the conversation ebbs and flows. Um, and I'm starting to now realise that when it's just a couple of us, we always tend to stick on topic. On, we stay on target. It's when there's everyone that we always deviate within a couple of minutes. So that's not a final thought. Final, final thought <laughs> is, yeah, I'm looking forward to going back to Galaxy's Edge. Really, yeah. I might not bake another lightsaber, but I'm going to go back anyway and drink a nice cocktail in, in, the, in, in the cantina. Um, I'm half tempted to buy the Rancor Teeth beer flight now. I really am. After watching the book above the fat, I, the only problem is 70 bucks. That's very expensive for a beer flight. But the actual collection of teeth that you drink the beer from looks brilliant. But anyway, um, so I, I, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Looking forward to Obi-Wan Kenobi, uh, the series, obviously. Um, and to your point, mate, hopefully there's not too much contradiction, retconning, uh, fudging it, if you want to call it that, in the storytelling part of that particular show as well. And yeah, always good to talk about the wars. So with that in mind, we are the Jedi Council. Thank you very much for taking the last hour and 45 minutes of your life to listen with us if you've stuck it out. If you've left early, well, you've missed a lot. Um, we are on the interwebs, www.the-jedi-council.com. On the socials, we are Twitter at the we are Jedi Twitter. underscore... We are Twitter. Yeah, we're Twitter. Wow. Yeah, 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 we're Twitter. Uh, we run <laughs> things. Um, sure the Jedi underscore council. Yeah, that's a bad idea. Um, God, if we ran Twitter, that'd be terrible. Um, Facebook, 
at the Jedi underscore council underscore TJC Instagram at TJC underscore the Jedi underscore council. Find us on YouTube. Um, again, just search for at the Jedi council. Latest video is Dave doing an unboxing of his Rex bust. Oh, I hope I said that right. Yeah. Um, good video. A lot of detail from Dave. Um, I might throw up a video of me actually reviewing my lightsaber that I built, which I went into town on this particular. You've show. now threatened to write an article. Why? No, I can't. Two videos. All of it will happen. You've managed not to do it for two years, and out of <laughs> one podcast, yeah. you've now you've now promised to. Be, you don't hear me promising that stuff. <laughs> um and. I think that's pretty much it, really. I think that's where we are. Oh yeah, if you want to listen to us, we're on SoundCloud. All of our um, all of our episodes are on there. They're on Spotify. They're on Amazon. Ask your local robot inside of her to say, "Play me Jedi Council," and she will. Uh, I'm not saying her name because she'll just go off on one. Um, and may the force be with you. The force will be with you.